I went into work in these strip clubs and I was very lonely. I mean, I was just longing for that relationship. Now looking back, I can see clearly that I was being groomed, perfectly groomed, that he was a pimp. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Before we start, I need to advise you, we will be talking about real life stories that are sexual in nature, so listener discretion is advised. Today, we're going to talk about the reality and difficulty of the life of someone who was sex trafficked right here in America. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to have Kate Waddell, had dreams of being famous in Hollywood for her music, but ended up being sex trafficked and eventually living a horrible life riddled with drugs, abuse, and prostitution. In our last show, she told us about how she grew up with a Christian mom, but an alcoholic father who was somewhat distant and getting drunk at night at the bars rather than coming home at night. She told us how her father died when she was only five years old and a lot of the pain and hurt didn't surface until she was older. She got into drugs as she was in a band, and she had hopes of becoming famous and went to Hollywood. But the next thing you know, in the process of trying to get famous, she ended up being sold into sex trafficking and was grossly abused by these human traffickers. And when she got away, she was offered a job as a stripper. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh, Kate, it really is an honor to have you on our show. And again, I want to thank you for coming and talking about these really real life subjects, you know, that not many people are talking about. So let's go right into it. Going back to where we last talked, you met those girls and they seemed to look super well off. You found out they were strippers. They offered for you to become a stripper and you accepted, but you were thinking it would be just for a little while to make some money to get you back on your feet. But I understand that that little while turns into a long while. What happened? You know, it feels like I'm talking about somebody completely different. Sometimes it's just hard to imagine. I feel like I've lived so many lifestyles, so many lifetimes. Yeah. But it's really interesting that when you're talking about something like this, it does really take you back. And when anyone is talking to someone about things like this, you're so close to re-traumatizing someone. You have to relive the trauma in order to tell the story. I've been telling the stories for a while now, so I'm okay. Don't worry. But <laughs> okay. I'm just saying... It really is hard to go back into those places, and it does feel like you're talking about somebody completely different. Mm -hmm. But yes, I went into work in these strip clubs, and I was very lonely. I mean, I'm a Southern girl, and I'm out here in Hollywood, and it's a completely different group of people, completely different pace of life. And one night, a guy came in, and he would come frequent the club quite often, and he was from actually another country. He was from Nigeria, and he said to me, I'm here also by myself. I'm here also without my family. And I understand how it must be for you. And he would talk to me every night and he never treated me like the other customers. You know, I was just so sick of the men, so sick of the whole thing. It just was a business, just trying to make the money. And I would look forward to him coming in. 
he would always come in and sit in the back and treat me differently than everyone else. He wasn't there for a lap dance or for anything else. And he was started to bring me nice gifts and came from the angle of, I know what it's like to be alone and to be homesick. And that was something I hadn't heard from anybody. And he was basically like, you know, we can be there for each other. He asked me after coming in for months, he asked me if I wanted to move in with him. I had been making money, living in and out of hotels. I would rent a place for a month and then I would move out and go somewhere else and travel to different cities also, not just Hollywood and different clubs to work at. And so he knew I had been on the go a lot and he offered me to live with him. In my mind, I guess I created some kind of fantasy that this was going to be some sense of home, some sense of belonging. So I agreed to do that. Now, looking back, I can see clearly that I was being groomed, perfectly groomed, that he was a pimp. And I did move into his house. He had a huge house and he had a bodyguard. He appointed a driver for me. So I was no longer driving myself. He would have someone drive me to work. And then after a while, the driver would ask for the money at the end of the night. And he would say that this guy's name had told him that they were going to help me and that he was going to take it to the bank and they were going to help me with putting myself, you know, in a position where I could start to save money and do some other things with my life, start to pursue acting and singing and pursue things that I really wanted. And he was going to help me. So selling me the dream. Oh my gosh. It is so sad to hear how you are in a position where all you wanted was love, but these people were manipulating you and grooming you this whole time. But I understand it got worse and abusive. Tell us about that. Well, you know, I was just longing for that relationship, someone who cared about me. And one thing I think I felt from him was I felt seen. He would talk to me a lot about missing my family. And there we are in the middle of this club, you know, with nude bodies all around us. And his eyes would be fixed on me, not looking at any of that and talking to me about my family, you know, completely removing me from the situation and just talking to me about the things that I longed for. You know, I longed to be seen. I longed to be cared about in this cold, dark place. And I didn't know then what I know now, you know, that he was using the whole theory of human motivation. He was completely grooming me. You've ever seen the Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, the pyramid. It is something that is well known among pimps to use this method to groom a girl. And he did it perfectly. So sad. As they're manipulating you, I understand that this relationship basically evolved into sex trafficking. Tell us more about that. Well, you know, it wasn't new to me. I had worked in the clubs. I had worked a couple of escort services. But now I thought it was all going to change, that he really cared about me. But when he explained to me that I wasn't going to be driving myself to work, he was going to have a driver for me to drop me off and pick me up, that they were going to collect the money that I made for the night. And then later, when he turned a room in the house, in the downstairs part of the house, into like a lounge, kind of an after-party room with a bed in it. And he would inform me that when I got home, I would have clients waiting, which were his friends or people that he had met. And, you know, he was making money off of me. So he would have clients waiting for me when I got home. When he started doing that, I was afraid, but I did still push back because I thought that there was more to us as a couple than this. I still wanted to believe that there was something else, but he got violent. He would hit me. Eventually, he moved another girl into the house, and that really threw me off. I got very angry. 
you know, now I can look back and go, of course, he was a pimp. He was, you know, bringing in other girls to work. Oh, man, that is super sad. Love, that was a lie. And now you're going through betrayal. I mean, that is awful, Kate. As you started reacting and fighting against this idea, I understand that this is where he got very physically abusive with you. Yeah, he beat me up one night pretty badly and decided that he no longer needed me. So he told the bodyguard to get rid of me. And so he threw me in the back of the car and the bodyguard was driving me. And I began to talk to him. I was crying and I was begging him to help me. And something must have gotten through to him because I don't know exactly what his orders were, but I know it wasn't for me to survive. And the guy decided to just pull over and open the back door and told me just go and just let me go. So there I was on the sidewalk, you know, now I'm homeless. I'm bloody. I'm bruised. I have no money. I don't even have clothes. And I went to one of the hotels on that strip and uh, went in and just begged the guy behind the desk to please let me have a room for one night that I would come back and pay him back. And he had mercy on me. So I had a place to sleep that night. Ah, Kate, let's stop there. This story is so sad. And I understand you basically had hit rock bottom at this point. And I understand that it was a moment that you kind of turned to God. I want to have you back on our next show to talk about how God changed your life from all of this mess. Thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk more after the break. Real Life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this is so sad. Here you have a woman who planned to be a famous singer in Hollywood and ends up being trafficked. And then to find liberation, she becomes a stripper. That is a huge miscalibration and a huge misfire. And this is what life can do to you. And all of this, it stemmed from unresolved issues of her past childhood. The past can open you up for problems for your future. That's what sticks out to me. Another thing is that Kate was being deceived by a pimp who really manipulated her so well by stroking the pains of her past and just listening to her, promising love, but really only there to use and abuse her. We as people need to be aware that we're living in a world that wants to deceive you and me. And if we have wounds in our childhood that are unresolved or, you know, we're completely unaware of it, we are going to eventually run into a trap. But as the days become closer to the final day, it will get worse and worse. The Bible states this natural wisdom in 2 Timothy 3.13. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You see, the Nigerian pimp that was deceiving her, he too is also deceived. 
He didn't see Kate's value as a lost daughter of God. He saw her as someone who would bring him benefit. And in his mind, he would bring her benefit by convincing her that he loved her. And maybe in this mind, he was deceived to think that he did love her. And as you can hear in the story, he was a pimp using her and other women as well. This is something that has been deceived and allowing him to function that way. But no one in their right mind would do such a thing. Ah, but the truth is we are not in our right mind. We all believe in some sort of lie that allows us to do wrong to others if we're doing wrong to others. Maybe not to this extent of the story you're hearing, but if we are deceived, we will deceive others. And how do you get set free from deception? Jesus says in John 8, 31, 32, then Jesus says to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Lord Jesus, I'm praying right now for everyone, for myself, my friend who's listening, Lord God, that we would know the truth so that the truth can set us free, Lord God, that we would really get down to the unresolved issues of our past. And Lord Jesus, we turn to you and we want to know you. So we receive you and we believe in you and we want to walk with you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.